0: is real and like that's just I, I feel like that's why it's still like I take back what I said before which is like oh I wish I could spend all my money on TikTok but like I really can't because we don't have enough resources for the amount of content that it needs
1: Alright folks so I'm, I'm here in the triple Whale Lair here right now and Ooh. we have party club mode but I think everybody wanted now you want the these ones right the angelic lights yeah maybe a little bit ash still seems very disappointed i promise it's cooler in person go back to the blue. ash is backtracking back because be he good. just
2: saw the blue again and he was yeah, like actually yeah. the blue looks pretty good now that I,
1: you're into it now yeah, the yeah blue he's, look it look now. Yep, he's let's adjusted go, yeah. let's go drop pitch. in the
2: comments what, we, what color are we working with what are we doing <laughs> here? okay because we got <laughs> just, just cycle them just cycle
1: it you know throughout like you know every now and then just, uh, and we switch topics. So, you switch colors that's actually not a horrible idea i love this and if um, you yeah, folks don't know who man. that is we are we are back with your favorite d2c pod i am in the uh new triple l podcast studio it's actually to be fair set up to be an in-person studio so i'm kind of rigging it because um we had some cool stuff going on we're finishing up our t-shirt wall <coughs> ash who hasn't sent his uh <laughs> it t-shirts. It taught it taught. unbelievable, unbelievable <laughs> this guy um So if you're seeing a little bit of – if you're watching this and you see the uh, unique uh, shots where uh, I'm not in my office, but we do have a cool triple well sign, so I will give you that. But uh, Ash is signing off on the blue. He was giving me shit about it before, but he's signing off on the blue. I do like it now. All
2: right, right,
1: as we will. Um, Well, that is a bunch of preamble, but Ash, my co-host – partner crime, always a pleasure. And then one of the smartest media buyers, we actually had one of my favorite episodes on our uh, sister podcast. You're not your row as John Coyle, one of the best media buyers I know, and just generally amazing humans. X runner sponsored by uh, sketchers. I don't think we've ever had a pro athlete sponsored on here before. Uh, We're just breaking all the rules. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, it was like, you know, it was like 60 pounds ago, I measure it in pounds, not yours. Fair but, you know that it was. Fair enough. It was a minute.
1: I've I've been on that tip too. Uh, I'm trying to get back on the health tip. My fiance is making me my lunches now. I signed there up you at go. this fancy gym that I've only been twice to, but uh, I actually <laughs> stopped posting all your inspirational pics, and so I fell off the wagon. What happened? <sighs>
0: yeah, I took a break during the summer. I'm gonna get back to it next week, September first, baby. <laughs> Let's go <laughs> <sky end. laughs> New month, new me. <laughs> yeah
1: exactly baby let's do it q4 let's do it q4 let's go yeah if anybody else in d2c wants to lose some lb shacks over here fucking getting shredded buying multi-million dollar homes what what am i doing i'm over here just slumming in a studio with with he me just always Mike's. makes you feel like that right <sighs> he, he like, doesn't it's crazy right like i know when but then when you talk to him, him you're like you really human. deserve all this Oh, yep, you deserve a, all this. He, yeah, he's such a good human. But yeah, I got a little bit of like, give me some of that house. Let me crash, man. What's going on? <laughs> give me that. Give me that. His puppy's all trained up. I mean, what? This guy's yeah, just living. He's going to he's, he's going he's gonna to come out like 20 years later. He has like he's a serial killer with like a bunch of bodies <laughs> under his basement or something. Shaq. J- knew it jokes. the whole time. I knew it. Just jokes. Speaking of Shaq, uh, shameless plug. Uh, Nashville Geek Out is in November. So you guys should sign up for that. I think tickets are on sale. Are you speaking, John?
2: I believe I have been uh, put on the reserve. I've been put on the IR. For you're that on the website. IR, right? Now. I okay, so think, poss-
1: possibly. Get I do called, not think though. I will speak. Yeah, this because
2: okay. if you're on the IR at Geek Out these days, the yeah, there's and no nobody's gonna sit. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is definitely the uh, Ron crushed it. Yours was amazing too. In uh, what was it, San Diego, I believe, right? Man, that seems like... Yeah, San ago. Diego was less when I was at, yep. Amazing. Um. Okay, for people that don't know you, though, John, kind of give us your little accolades, what you're doing now, kind of what you've done to kind <clears throat> of color the water, and then we'll get into the discussion.
2: Yeah, I mean, honest, I don't know how I got here. I, like, don't even know what the <laughs> show's about. <laughs> um. Somebody said d to C. I looked that up. I don't know what it means. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I, my background, I'm uh currently... Uh, head of performance uh, at, at the Structured Agency. That's why we're talking about Shaq. Some people probably don't know Shaq. They're like, you talking about the basketball player? Um, <laughs> that's what we're talking about, Shaq, Nick uh, who who is one of the founders of, of Structured Agency. I'm currently head of performance there. I, I more or less run that. He brought me in to re, sort of replace him running the media buying team, um, overseeing all of our paid media efforts there. Uh, before that I had my own agency and not really before, sort of overlapping. I had my own agency called Explosive Growth Marketing that got acquired by Structured So um, oh, cool. sort of part of an acquisition, Aqua Hire. You didn't know that? Oh, I, thought I, I didn't know that. that. No, 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 I didn't yeah. know that. Cool. You just were you just haven't paid attention the other times I've done this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This guy you guys uh, give me shit about the studio. I'm not paying attention to the guests. Switch. Holy hell. Oh man. I'm just getting roasted.
2: It's rough day for Roddy. You're not gonna have me back. You're like John just makes fun of me when he comes. Uh yeah. So before that I was uh I was doing the EGM thing, building my own agency. Um and before that I was working at agencies, and before that I was uh I worked in retail and I like did like sales. Like I think I've told this story on You're Not Your Roas, but I I used to be a mall kiosk salesperson. Like I like the, un, I'm like the untouchable, like the people you're like, don't look at them or they're just going to like grab you and start selling you stuff. That was me at one point. And I did do that. Like I was, yeah, I mean, I've, I think I've told this, th- I like give this whole intro on myself so I can tell this story that has nothing to do with e-commerce or advertising, but uh, I I know how to juggle. Like this is a random thing about me, but like everybody who's like my age, who grew up in the city that I grew up in knows how to juggle. We just had it in our elementary school curriculums um and like our pe curriculums so i know how to juggle which is uncommon you know where i went to college and so i would juggle i sold this like supplement you put into a water bottle so i juggle these water bottles that had the supplement mixed in there and people would say st- like that's how i'd get people to look that was my clickbait right like that was my that was my ad or my hook i would get people to look once i noticed that someone like i could feel it like you can like kind of notice somebody's looking at you i would like catch them i'd be like you want a sample uh, <laughs> and they're like oh like God. staring at me like uh I forgot the one number one rule that you're not supposed to look at these people, you know? So then they'd be like, yeah, sure. And they'd like reach their hand out. like, Okay. Yeah, sure. And then I'd be like, I'd pull it once they're leaned in a little bit. I like pull it back and I'd be like, well, this one's lemon. And I'd always use lemon. Cause that's a flavor. Nobody feels like they want this one's lemon lemon, but do you want, we have other flavors. Do you want to like see our other flavors? Now they're going to come over and they're going to look at it and I've got them, you know? And so like, <laughs> Done. that's, that's basically, you know, that story just describes a
1: whole lot about me. Basically. <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud here, hear me out spin-off show for the mall kiosk instead of C, you have mall kiosk tips no nothing kiosk. tough crowd tough yeah. crowd today guys tough you know the, the mall
2: kiosk folk you know I, most of them are not looking to make a career out of <laughs> out of the mall kiosk it's it's that's it's not work. a long-term thing yeah it's like usually especially the kiosk people usually they work at like three different kiosks and one of the stores like mall people are just mall people you know
1: yeah, I used to be quite the mall rat when I was a, a kid too. I did the, all the stores in there and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that is yeah. one of my favorite stories. Yeah, it's and
2: then you true. date the other mall people and it's just like one oh, little sure. world, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. It was uh, – yeah, I did the whole Abercrombie and Fitch. I did, I did all the beachy <laughs> ones. I was that guy. Was, did you work at Hot Topic? Were standing the outside
0: the, the store with your shirt off, Robbo? Yeah. What was going on? Uh, Robert, so, Robert
2: on. was selling at Hot Topic.
1: I did do Hot Topic, <laughs> but I did, this is how old I am. I did Structure. So speaking of structured, I did structure, which is now Express for men. That's how old I am. I did. Mm, Express is a good
2: one. That's like one of the better spots to work.
1: Yeah. I worked at Coach Handbags, um, which taught me a lot. And then I worked at uh, Nordstrom selling high-end women's shoes. That'll also do you.
2: Do you ever do any kind of sales job, Ash? Ash is like, No sold i've sold a whole bunch of collagen so i don't know exactly that's sales to
1: keep my portfolio in the green i don't know what you're talking about kids i was
0: slinging sneakers in college that was about it were you like flipping them like yeah yeah yeah
1: that's cool. the whole sold. resale
0: market was insane
1: yeah do you guys remember yeah. power hours did you guys ever have those at at school where you you'd take a like a shot of beer every minute oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. every minute (laughs) yeah so i used to sell uh these dvds where i'd cut up every minute of like the popular music videos to make like a power hour and you could put the dvd in and i used to sell those at my university i i
2: in my head you were talking about like you said did you guys ever do power hours in school and in my head you were talking about elementary school (laughs) <laughs> and then you're like, "Are you not out a beer?" I'm like, mm, "Didn't go like yeah. we to power kind of nap element. time."
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Well, I have to say, this is probably the most off the rails intro that we've ever had, but it's it's <laughs> yeah, aligned with the club yeah. mode I have here. So it, yeah, it is I mean, cool. you started it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fair play. um so John, what are you seeing in accounts right now? What do you, how are you thinking about acquisition? What is kind of top of mind for you? What are, what are the kind of the big wins? What are the things that you're kind of staying away from? Are there any headwinds that you're experiencing? Give give people, I know you sit across a lot of big accounts, kind of yep. what's the what's the state of the DEC right now?
2: I mean, so <clears throat> for anyone who's still listening and hasn't been <laughs> like, this guy has no credibility. Uh i'll give the actual thing that you wanted in the intro which was like why should people listen to you and and that's that is it so uh over the last several years i've managed many millions and spend across a lot of different verticals and different channels even um and that's what structured monthly like you know probably i don't know multiple millions of dollars in month of spend across like multiple verticals which is really interesting um a big trend I'm seeing right now. So so I would actually break out like things I'm seeing that are interesting into two categories. And one would be like, what am I seeing account like accounts wide? And what am I seeing within like one account that's like, oh, that works. There, that's working here. Like maybe we should try that somewhere else. Um, one of the things I kind of hate about agency, the agency world is because it, is that like if you actually look across... 20 ad accounts, Facebook ad accounts, Google ad accounts, whatever. If you if you actually look across like 20 ad accounts, let's say Facebook, which most people kind of think of, you see very little that you can say like that totally works every time. Like there's very little like that that you're like that totally works every time. That kind of creative crushes it every time. So like trends are 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 much harder because a lot of people are like you have so much data you must see the trends. Like trends are any kind of statistical significance on trends are much harder to spot than you might think. Um, the more data you have, the harder, like, and maybe there's a, a tipping point where it's like, if you have Facebook level data, maybe then it's easier, right. Or meta level data, maybe then it's easier. <clears throat> but I will say that, uh, a couple things that I'm seeing that seem to be common or they've happened more than once or like more than three times or more than four times are, um, number one, media mixing is, is like, for the win right now. So instead of just like we're not doing so much just like plow money into Facebook and scale and you know find a winner and scale, find a winning creative and scale. Um it's a lot more like I would say a lot of our most profitable accounts or most profitable brands right now have a heavier mix of Google than they ever have and some mm-hmm. heavier mix of Google than Facebook. Um and and not just search and not just shop, not just search shop PMax. I'm talking, they're running YouTube, they're running display discovery. So like, here's a tip. If you're not running the discovery network on Google, do it because we have multiple accounts where it's like, you can look at like the one day click row as on discovery on the discovery network. And it's like really good, you know, or, or like comparable with Facebook. It's probably not going to scale as well as Facebook because it's not as big, but. Um, yeah, so, so some stuff like that where it's like Google and, the, and like the actual Google prospecting channels are starting to like truly take budget away from Facebook because any way we cut it, any way we look at the data in whatever tool, right? Um, it's like these YouTube is performing at the level of Facebook. Discovery Network's performing at the level of Facebook. Pmax is very interesting to me as well. Uh, Pmax is performing super well across multiple accounts. I haven't yet scaled it, and I wonder where you're at on this, Ash. Like, I haven't yet scaled Pmax so hard, and it's so black boxy because you don't know. Like, you're like, so are you? Is man. this just retargeting? Are you? Are, is like, yeah. re, like who who is this hitting? You know, um, I haven't scaled it so hard yet that I'm like, this is driving. Like, this is actually driving like new business, new eyeballs, new prospects into my funnel and it's doing it really effectively from a profit standpoint but like the tools are there it's it's almost like you're looking at you know it's like when you're looking at a player and you're like you know he's got all the tools he's got all the tools he could be a good player you know he's not he's not proven yet that's what i think about PMAX. um so yeah that's i'll stop talking because i just rambled for a couple minutes I've, I've got some other stuff too when that we can dive into specifically in facebook and, and creatively and stuff like that but I do want to stop there because like kind of number one thing, number one is probably like Google really ev- indexing a lot more heavily in Google and in the different campaign types. And I wonder Ash, if you're seeing similar with Obvi.
0: Yeah. I think what you're you're saying is absolutely true for like what we're seeing, but just maybe on a different level. Right. So we haven't fully gone so hard into Google just because like, our category is very expensive, right? You have these yep. like top dogs, vital proteins, yeah. Dr. Axe, like just going PPC on this type stuff. It's like, it's very expensive. Yep. Um, But I mean, not to say that we're not going to, right? Um, Two, what I am noticing is that when our overall like efforts on top of the funnel, and I'm not just saying like Facebook, top of the funnel campaign, I'm saying like, how are we introducing new people into our ecosystem? That's like, TikTok or even like now YouTube, uh, shorts or even like, Mm -hmm. you know, utilizing like IG reels and like really getting the reach on some of these organic platforms. Um, getting like newer people into the ecosystem is like my number one priority right now. And it's, and, and when I say that, I'm not saying running prospecting on Facebook because I feel like now more than ever, it's always, the frequency is going to be pretty, pretty high, right? It's like, once you start feeding people in, they come to the website, you're gonna get hit by like a Facebook ad. You're gonna keep getting hit with a Facebook ad, right? Once that machine May- knows
2: who your people yeah. are, it's like yeah, it just circles the yeah. wagons, no it matter just what circles. you do.
0: circles, yeah, exactly, right. So like, I think the biggest piece to our puzzle has always been fully diving into the influencer stuff, which, like you said, right, it's it's just mixing up this like I guess media mix, right? Of all right, whether it be Google, because you're one, you're attracting a, a completely new audience, right? People who are looking for the. Certain product or whatever it is they're you know they're shopping um but then like uh influencers are going to drive a ton of reach and ton of awareness, even though like you may not like get that direct conversion. I've been talking to a lot of people lately like who've been doubling down on like YouTube influencers mm-hmm. and like what they've been saying is that the long form content, if you can find like channels that have like they, they put out 20 minute, 30 minute videos and they're like super engaged audiences or they have super engaged audiences, you know, hundreds of thousands of views. Like you should get a 60 second spot in that video if it relates to your your yeah. product, right? So that's like one thing that I'm trying to do right now is dive into YouTube, um, whether it's like a podcast or like just a, a yeah. lifestyle influencer and just be like, hey, I just want a 60 second, you know, clip in the video of like, say, let's say it's the lifestyle influencer, like, Hey, I just started using this. Um, let me show you my, my recipe, whatever it is yeah. with the link in the the comments, discount code, whatever. Whenever we, I, I feel like the long term, long form content of, of like, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, people have like written it off because like TikTok mm-hmm. is a new thing. It's like 30 second video, 60 second videos, but the people who are fully engaged in those long form content are like, whatever they're watching, they're going to like absorb. And if your like product is in there, I think that's where it's like really going to drive awareness. So to kind of close this up, we had uh, one of our influencers. I- I've talked about this influencer a while, right? She's the one that kind of like blew things up for us. And luckily yeah. we just started working with her again. Right. And she posted a video maybe like two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, 15 minute long video. Okay. But in that 15 minute long video, she talked about us for about 30 seconds and sales pumped for that, for that like hour, kind of dropped back down. But now the rest of the week's efficiency from like the ads was like 10 times better. Yeah. Right. So now imagine just one person, right? Like that video got like 100, 150,000 views within the first day. Now that video continued to go on and get views and this and that. And we were mentioned in it for 30 seconds. Yeah. it just improves our efficiencies like everywhere else. And so when that kind of starts to wear off, you start to see this like efficiency or like CPAs kind of go back up and you're like, what the fuck? Like I thought my ads were doing really well, this and that. And it's like, it's not that it's just you need more people in your, your, your ecosystem.
2: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I actually want to come back to TikTok in a second, but um, I will hit on like uh, in certain, some, maybe in, in, industry-based uh trend that i see a lot of is anything that we work with that's in like gadgets tech uh accessories you know um does really well with youtube product reviewers as well like really well and almost always like whatever it is you like they'll charge a lot you know like somebody might some a big product reviewer might be like yeah it's 100k just for me to review it and i'm not even guaranteeing i'm going to say good things about it but if your product's good, you will say good things about it. And uh, almost always, it's like so worth it. You know what I mean? Like if you've got the inventory, um, it's yeah. like so worth it for at least in that industry tech and stuff like that. But I want to say something that or hit on something that you said, which was like like the the ROAS or the efficiency for the rest of the week uh, was really good during that. I, I see a lot of that like macro trend and this isn't media buying, but like a macro trend of like. The brands that are good at creating events on a regular basis and by events, I mean, like a a mention from a big name or a new product, a new flavor, a new product, uh, a sale. I don't want to rely on sale after sale for events all the time, but a sale, you know, it would be one, one variation or one version. New product is great, especially if it's like gonna go fast and be limited that's the best thing a lot of people are like i don't want to sell out a product that means i'm missing sales i'm like "Mm, you're missing sales if you're not selling out a product honestly um if you're if you're selling out a product people will buy it up so much quicker if you never sell out a product then there's no urgency ever but um the the brands that are really good at, at creating events on a regular basis like that are the ones that are still growing in what may be a macro trend of uh tough economic times at the moment um and I would say, though, that one thing, a challenge that that poses, and I, I'm going to kick this to, to you, Ash, as well, like a challenge that that poses is um, how to assess the performance of your media uh, when a brand is so good at creating events. Some Sometimes we work with the brands that are creating big events weekly, you know, yeah. that's really, that's the outlier. Usually it's like maybe once a month if they're really good, quarterly is really common, but um, yeah. But like, it really throws off, you know, uh, like we have one brand that's really good at influencer. It really throws off the paid media because it, it makes it so much better that it's like, uh, how do I assess <laughs> this creative test that I'm doing now that I launched and then it got a day deep and then this thing happened and then that thing ended. And so now I have this like really tough read and like all of these creatives look like winners because they were in this time period. Um, and then I'm not really even going to get that much time till the next event. Right. And so do I just hold and not test anything new? Um, I'm, I'm wondering how you approach that. Cause I have a way I, I have some, that was kind of one of the things I was going to talk about is I have like some stuff that we've started doing around that, but yeah, you're interested yeah. in your thoughts.
0: So it's funny that you say that. Cause I'm actually very interested as to what your solution is, because <laughs> we had, um, I don't know. Again, something I probably mentioned before, but we did a community-nominated flavor, uh, caramel macchiato, mm-hmm. and last year it sold out like once every quarter, right? So like almost four times throughout the year. We brought it back about two months ago, right? And in my creative testing for that week, because we brought it back as like a full-time flavor instead of like a limited edition flavor, so I was testing content around that specific flavor, right? So now when we launched it obviously we had the the launch and the restock of it to really you know kind of boost the sales there but that entire week those ads were performing like really really well right they're still considered top, they're top of the funnel I'm excluding customers but those ads still on in platform and in triple it all looked amazing right to the point where okay do i scale these now like are these winners like right. or is it just because like we just had this launch people are still like they're coming into our ecosystem they're seeing that there's a restock oh they saw this specific flavor on the ad let me go and buy it right is it it's is it still retargeting in some sense you know and then after like 2 weeks those ads completely crapped out and they weren't actual winners so right. like to your point, like it's tough to actually do that. So I'm I'm curious, how do yep. you even determine that? I think initially, my first thoughts would be like, is this driving sales on like a first day click um, versus like a last like a, yep. a, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm curious what what you're what you're thinking on around there.
2: Yeah, uh, it has been it has been tough because um, so there's a couple things that we've and, and <clears throat> I think you're you're an in brand media buyer which actually probably gives you a leg up on thinking about this because if you're an agent i mean just put yourself in a position of an agency buyer like you're gonna be like check out these creatives bro like these yeah, pop perform, right yeah. like you're gonna be excited about it and you want to <laughs> tell the client um, and stuff like that but it's like that's the biggest thing it, for like for a minute we had i had to be like hey all right hold, oh, wait like don't say anything yet right um <laughs> And but then once we started that and doing that got committed to like actually assessing the the like uh, validity of the evergreen creatives and how you know outside the lift that they were getting, um, there's a couple things that I've landed on, <clears throat> so that you could try. I'll I'll give a couple, but I'll I'll tell you kind of what's worked sort of best for us was um so so number one is. We have started to uh, create benchmarks for we'll call it in event and out of event. And and this is not that hard because most brands that create events for themselves create the same kind of events on a pretty regular basis, right? So for Avi, it's going to be like limited flavor drops. Those are the kinds of events you create on a pretty regular basis or bringing a flavor from limited to permanent, you know? So, so you could probably categorize them. It's like, it's new flavor drops, limited drops, sales and uh, graduation of a flavor, right? Like you probably bucket them. So we started to benchmark KPIs uh, for during evergreen period, not in event. And then during like, uh, during period of of event by category, right? And this is kind of a lot of work, but like you can go back over this data, right? Because you know when the dates were and stuff like that. And then um, break it down to at least channel, right? So at least like Facebook, Google, stuff like that. But like within Google, you probably need to break it down to campaign type, you know, like YouTube and and shopping aren't the same. Um, But within Facebook, I would even suggest further uh, breakdown of KPIs. So this is another big thing that we're doing right now. Breaking down KPIs by position and funnel has been always a thing, right? Like what is a good retargeting? What is a good prospecting? But we're actually looking at it a little bit differently now instead of retargeting and prospecting, we're actually looking at like, what is what is kind of like, where does this ad sit in like the awareness funnel, right? So like with Obvi, um, you might have a comparison ad that's like, you know, Obvi versus some other collagen brand. That ad might perform really really well from a, from a cac standpoint or your image ads that just had like call out a benefit those could perform really really well from a cac standpoint but like what are those at their core there's something that speaks to somebody who's probably pretty aware already of the problem aware that collagen is the solution aware maybe even of your brand and another brand um but at least aware that collagen is the solution whereas if you have like an informational video or an advertorial that talks about like hey here's what you are you feeling this like is this how you feel? right? Like, let me tell you what problem you're having. Like, they're not even problem aware, right? Like, they're just like vaguely aware of this thing that they don't like. That kind of ad gets a different KPI, right? And so I'm kind of like going this long way to answer your question of saying like, we'll even break it down all the way to that level of like inside event and during evergreen period and by like ad type, so to speak, and not like prospecting. We don't even look at it like prospecting and retargeting anymore. We more look at it like, level of awareness and we usually don't go any more complicated than like two or three categories like if it's like a deep retargeting type ad if it's like a middle of funnel like they're aware of the solution type of ad and like top of funnel like you know they're maybe vaguely aware of the problem type of ad and they get different kpis because vaguely aware of the problem type of ads like they're just not gonna and a lot of times people like say things like oh yeah on facebook like just do these testimony like like do a photo ad image ad with a testimonial you know, or a, a image ad with like a comparison ad. And I'm like, well, yeah, they work well because Facebook knows to put those in front of people who are solution aware, right? Like they work better than your ones that are for people who don't even know about collagen, right? Like they do, they're going to, but those ones that for people who don't even know about collagen are still important um, and they play an right. important role. So I think a lot of times when people have hold like one standard for their ads and their creative testing across like all creatives in prospecting, uh, they end up cutting a lot of stuff that actually would be good long-term ads. You just got to give those a different KPI. So that was like, let me get off my bar, my pedestal there. I was going to say bar stool. I am on a stool, but, um, and, but, and just say like, yeah, so we'll, we'll set KPIs inside and outside of time period. Um, relativity is another thing we've used in the past. And that's like, if you, it, first thing that's easiest enough is just to say, how did it perform? Like, you know, th- whatever. Uh, $20 CPA is no longer the standard. It is what was the average of the account, right? Or what like, you know, maybe the average during that period was a $10 CPA and that's the standard. So this 20 is actually not that good. Um, and, but the, the best way that we've actually done it and shout out to, shout out to TW here, ha- shout out to the whale is uh, m- using an attribution model like either first or last click, you could play with that. But going with like a CAC, you know, like a new customer CAC, last click, like a really tight attribution model, that seems to regulate that a little bit, right? Whereas like your true ads that you know are winners on Evergreen will stay consistent through this like event period, or maybe they'll go up a little bit, you know, but those ones that are being lifted will like really be lifted during that period and and come like there'll be more volatility during that period or they just like they like won't see a lift so that's the best is like oh yeah like when i like really make you stand on your own merit and say drive clicks and convert them today from new people um that you know it it shows up usually with like when you're looking at something strict like new customer cac and first click or last click or something like that so those are the ways that we've found um but yeah that was that was long i don't know have you done any of that as well and have you seen trends that are like, yeah, it doesn't help.
0: I think I mean this is great, great, great feedback. There's a lot to <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um I think from what you're saying, you know, just setting those like KPIs um like pre, post, during, you know, like I, I think I think agencies or even like just media buyers in general just have to like assume and understand that these events or whatever it is, like even if it's a a restock, a launch, or even like a PR article that comes out or influencer posts, like you have to understand that your marketing efficiency is going to get better. Right. right? And when those things wear out, it's going to get worse. Right. So like you just have to understand that you can't be like, okay, this new ad is just crushing. I'm going to scale it. Like you have to understand the entire ecosystem and then to your point as an agency you guys are so you know uh, your performance and obviously pay and everything is so focused on performance like you guys like, it it's tough because it's be like true.
2: yeah it, exactly so it's got to be true yeah you know. and so i'll i'll call it out to a different higher level concept here that Roba called out on my podcast and that is <clears throat> incentives drive drive actions so step 1 to assessing how is my creative performance performing and how much lift did I get from this event is incentivizing whoever is doing this properly to, to assess that properly. Right. Cause if they're incentivized to want it, like they want it to do well, like, and that's how they're incentivized, then that's what they're going to see. And they're not going to dig in. You Ash is both a business mon- owner and media buyer have unpacked this, because your incentive is aligned that way, right? Like you right. want to grow the business. So and that's really hard. It's really hard to incentivize either employees or external vendors to like really desire to grow the business as much as you do as the owner. But um, that that's probably like the really core tenet here is like, wh- what are the people who are making this assessment incentivized by? I, think, um, I, I want think to talk Robert- to you about TikTok. Oh, sorry. I'm not oh, trying. yeah. No, I was
0: gonna. I was gonna say because Robert, you're. I think for Triple Whale's like marketing strategy, the biggest push has always been like influencers, right? Yeah. Um, when you guys are running the ads, do you do you see certain events like, say for example, Triple posts, you know, um, you know, a banger thread, and you know, impressions go through the roof. Do you guys see lift in performance with like Facebook ads,
1: or like, you know, or not? It's a great question. So we're in a little bit of a different boat because – so first off to uh, your point, John, I do think – like I don't think people are good and bad. I think people are just driven by incentives. So making sure the incentives are aligned is great. But we are – so SaaS is consumed and purchased in a much – different way than d2c so d2c has a very nice linear progression right like to your point john of however you want to do whether it's awareness consideration conversion top funnel middle funnel bottom of funnel problem aware not problem whatever there's a nice linear pathway to conversion (laughs) where in a SaaS company it's just not that especially at our price points so maybe something like uh shout out our creative director zach murray has a great product called foreplay it's 50 dollars a month like that's a nothing burger right like that's just Alexa is going to kill me. I said that, that, that has been taken. Is that a horrible, nothing burger? Oh, Amazon, are you talking
2: about Alexa, the person or Alexa, Amazon? It's very confusing.
1: No, the, my head of brand, Alexa, she, the Alexa she the hates person. It. my fiance hates it. My head of sales, Rigo hates it. So nothing burger got eliminated from the vernacular, but it's, it's, it's an impulse purchase. Right. Whereas when you're spending like our lowest plan is 300 bucks. And so like when you're spending $300, mm-hmm. especially for somebody, you know, making under a million dollars for a store, that's a decision. And so what I'm trying to get at is we are more of like a pinball or a neural network and you get into this web that is the triple whale ecosystem and you might buy today, you might buy a month from now, you might buy three months from now. So for us, paid media is not a big lever of growth. It's a necessary evil in a way, but (laughs) our ecosystem is – or what we drive our community content education. Those are the three pillars of acquisition. And paid is just kind of to stay there top of mind. Um, like cpg and so we do see bumps on when we turn paid up but they're almost like a two to three week lag of like we'll bump paid and then it takes two to three weeks for that actual to actually to materialize into new mrr for us um and so that's why and to be fair you have to be really careful with that to john's point of benchmarking and stuff because say we might've had a geek out that month. We might've had a whale roadshow. We might've had a banger of a thread. There was all these things in the ecosystem that are driving all this. Um, And so it's very hard for us. And the irony is we don't have triple whale for triple whale yet. Um, So we don't have a really good insight into what is driving conversions from our paid media channels. Uh, And so the, the too long didn't read is, SaaS and C are just SaaS is more akin to CPG or SaaS products at a certain price point like us are more akin to CPG than they are D C. The other thing is we don't really care so much of cost per acquisition as we do LTV to CAC um, because mm-hmm, right. we are an LTV play, right? Like when pe- people, Absolutely. when they get involved with L, activate L, download the mobile app, all these things, there's not a lot of churn. And so we care more about how much this person is going to be worth more to us in six months 12 months what have you and then what's the cac the cost per acquisition there so it's a little bit different where d2c you're usually you, you care about the front end and then you're hoping on the back end like you guys have some pretty tight handle on your numbers at obviously so you guys can kind of buy off of ltv but I, I really caution people to buy off of anything more than a six-month LTV in a DTC company just because there's a lot of fuckery that can go on when you start to extrapolate. Yeah. Oh, well, I know they're going to give us $800 <clears throat> in a year, and then it's like COVID <laughs> hits. And then you're like, okay, cool. How did you you know, account for that when stuff? Do, so I get yeah. really wary with longer runways for LTV extrapolations for DTC. But anyways... Long-winded answer of um, paid media is important to us, not a huge lever for us. And honestly, the neural network is more important. Like I think of like an ecosystem and to lean into the whale pun, like the blue whale is the biggest mammal on the planet and it's basically supported by plankton, which is one of the smallest microorganisms. And so if the plankton dies, the blue whale can't live. And so we we think of our acquisition model in a more holistic sense of the marketing ecosystem than we do strictly in um, paid levers.
2: The, and that's a lot more like agency, right? Where it's like community content engage. Was that what you said? Community content and
1: community content education,
2: education engage <laughs> education. That's a lot more like Starts agency e. acquisition.
1: Close enough.
2: And and yeah, yeah. I, in my head, I had CCE. Uh, so <laughs> and 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 uh, paid paid is really just fuel for the fire, right? So like when you create good content or you know good education or something like that, all all it is used for is to to fuel that uh, because it's, it's very difficult to directly attribute any kind of ac- meaningful acquisition to paid. And um, I mean, at a $300 a month price point, I would say, in, in, at a harder or easier, even than at a 5,000 or $10,000 a month price point or something like that. Right. Um, but, but still very hard. Um, but like, yeah, you said another thing there of like, you know, you kind of essentially said that uh, you guys look at it on an incremental lift basis. And there's some people who like assess their whole paid media that way. I don't want to call anybody out, but there's like one person I'm thinking of, and I'm sure you guys know who he is on Twitter, who's like, their whole point is like the way you assess performance is on incremental lift, um, you know, by a channel or something like that. And my, that, that exactly what you said is my problem with that. It's like there's so many, if you're worried about variables, right? Like there's so many variables on incremental lift. And I've preached it, like I'm not against incremental lift. It's just like there's so many variables on uh, validating a channel by its incremental lift, you know, that I think that's like it's a dangerous thing to get into unless you're really, really big, you know, for for an e-commerce brand. Like you need to be pretty big before you're trying to do that kind of like statistical modeling, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah. TikTok,
1: Uh, I want to talk to you about TikTok. TikToks.
2: (laughs) Roba... I'm just going to ask you to like pull some data out of the air. Hopefully it's real, but if it's not, just make it up. Um, right, dude, I have I'm some just, numbers I'm, top
1: of mind. So yeah, yeah. I'm it. just
2: kidding. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, I, but I was actually going to ask you for me- media based, Cause I basically, I, I started out saying like media mixing and mixing away from Facebook, which you talked about in March at geek out in San Diego. I am interested in if the trend is still the same or if it has trended heavier into Google and, and tick tock specifically because i actually have the cold take i guess it's a hot take but i actually am i'm i've cooled significantly on TikTok in the last six months, six months whereas many Ooh. people have not um yeah yes i love the ashes nod in his head because you're one of the people that i've seen that's been like we spend more on TikTok than facebook i don't know if you've said that but like we're but i'm like i, I have not I seen an account yet that i can be like I TikTok did. is better i have than a lot facebook. of thoughts
0: i have a lot of yeah thoughts. yeah yeah, yeah. so
2: thoughts. but but yeah tell me uh Rob, if you've so, got it off the top of your head, like have we have you set have the stage. We moved more from Facebook over to Google or TikTok yet?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So just to give you kind of some back of the napkin math. So year to date, Facebook spend and so this is across we're about five thousand stores, fifty plus countries. Facebook's spend is down about twenty five percent overall. Google's up around sixty percent year to date. Wow. So this is basically, yeah, it's pretty big because this wow. is I a mean, channel's up. Q- Q2 to Q3 essentially versus uh, the biggest spending quarters. This is compared to the previous period. So not year over year. So you're talking Q3, Q4 of last year. So pretty big to have these bigger or to have the drop off when anyways. And then TikTok again is so Google's up about 60%, which is a ton. Um, Facebook's still the biggest spending channel by orders of magnitude. So don't, don't get it twisted. Like it's going out of business. It's still the biggest spend, probably arguably the best spend out there. Uh, Google's. Uh, so Facebook's down about a quarter year to date in terms of spend. Google is up about 60% um, year to date, which is pretty insane because it's such a big number. Um, and I think to your point of a lot of the things you mentioned, but I do think people are getting some mileage out of Pmax, whether it's real or not. I, I do hear a lot of people getting getting some – some uh, uh, so- performance max is what we're talking about. Sorry that we're using uh, short. Yeah, so, um, I don't think Google I even performance said performance max. Yeah. yeah, is what we're talking about with Pmax. Um so I think there's a lot to be said there and TikTok's absolutely exploded. It's like 1700% growth. It's still a pittance again out of those three channels, right. it's still a pittance. Um what is interesting, so this is a little uh, spilled tea, um Pinterest jumped Snapchat. So Snapchat is now mm-hmm. our least spending channel and Pinterest is actually up like 40 or 50% as well. So it, again, snap so. and pins are like basically nothing. Um TikTok is okay, Uh, Google is pretty big and Facebook's massive. So it's still Facebook is the king. Google's secondary. Um, TikTok is uh, still small, but absolutely exploding. Uh, Pinterest is growing again and jumped the shark in terms of Snapchat. And Snapchat is just um, I, I actually don't even know anybody spending on Snapchat, ironically, but it is not. Not looking good right now across all our stores. So I mean, maybe there's some people that it works for, but um, that's across all our stores.
2: It's hard to tell whether it works because it never can make up that big of a, a media mix. Um, so so uh, here's how I think of it, and I don't know if you know these numbers off the top of, of your head. How I always think of it is percentage of spend allocated, right? Like media mix yep. by percentage. So like like yep. for example, um, Q th- let's say well, 2021 is so such a weird year to compare, but But let's try, I'll try and do the same thing and try and think of probably close to what it was off the top of my head. If I were to look across our current portfolio brands, Q3, 2021, Q2, 2021, I would have said we were 85% Facebook, 80% Facebook, 15% Google, 5% other. I'm going to put all of them together in other. Um, And now I would say Q2, Q3 of this year, it's like maybe like 60% Facebook, like 35% 35% Google. I might be even being a little bit generous to Facebook here. And uh then like a solid so wait, sorry, that was 95. So probably like 60 55 60% Facebook, maybe 25 30% Google, a solid 5 to 10% Snapchat and then other, you know, to fill in the rest. Um I'm it, but but like a lot of people are like TikTok over Facebook, you know, like saying that they can spend more on TikTok than Facebook and, and maybe not a lot, but like yeah. some like i put out a tweet and i'm like who are you and can i see yeah. your ad account please cuz i i've not seen anything yet that like we've got some brands where tiktok is good but it's still not able to spend at the level facebook is or it might even be more efficient but like at like a fifth of the spend or something like that um so yeah i am interested in in right. rob if you know the numbers broken out like that
1: yeah, yeah, I have a, a, a kind of a, again a little bit back of the napkin um, numbers for you, and then I want to hear Ash's input. But I'm 100% yeah. with you. I don't, the only people I know spending huge money on TikTok, I know two people, and one is a celebrity backed brand. Um, and two, they're both really niche products where it almost feels not like a money it grab, but it's 100%. City shipping. That's a really good point. It's not dropshippy. Like there's a brand behind it, but it feels mm-hmm. in that same vein of like under hundred. Like they can't arbitrage you it can't on Facebook. Impulse anymore. buy. There's no LTV play here. It's get the money on the first touch or go f mm-hmm. yourself kind of thing. Like that. <laughs> those are the things that I've seen actually take off on TikTok, um, where people are spending. I know somebody spending upwards of thirty k a day on TikTok. He's the biggest spender I know mm-hmm. of, and it's a super niche product um and it's very cheap it's like uh, it's yeah. in it, to be fair too it's in the uk so it's not yeah and talk side.
2: and also talk to me in five months you know what i mean to be like, fair, i'm not, yeah, I'm not, not like, saying he won't I'm not, I'm not saying it won't i'm just saying like that's how facebook a was a difference at one time between too.
1: building a business and making money and so right. i think that's yeah, a really right, important yeah. bifurcation of like the five-month thing is like this guy could be absolutely loaded in five months, but this business might not exist. So there's no judgment there. It's just a totally different thing of making money versus building a business. Uh, And so what we've seen honestly is, as ironic as this sounds, the Pareto principle, 80-20 where people are still 80% Facebook, 20% Google is the best – performing accounts we've seen. And then mm. we've seen some some 6040s where Facebook goes down to 60% and Google's in 40%. But really all the accounts we've sit across and all the biggest spending. So I'm, I'm excluding kind of like baby spends, right? Like if you're, you're mm-hmm. not spending real money, there's no judgment on it, but I'm not including in this analysis. But all the people that are really pumping real money are still Facebook, Google, either 80-20 or 60-40. And then they have, like, obviously, there's some smatterings of things here and there, but nobody I know has a really big um, mix in terms of triple channels, which, you know, there could be some influencer stuff going on that I haven't seen, quite frankly. But it's funny because one of my theses was that people are succeeding or diversifying their spend, and that's not what my preliminary analysis showed. Um, where people are still pretty heavily relying upon Facebook and Google. So again, this is caveated with it was very once past kind of. I need to check my math, but that's what we saw with our biggest spending, most efficient accounts, are eighty twenty or sixty forty.
2: Our our yeah, And biggest spending, I, I would say that maybe that's that's where we're at too. Um, especially because it's like a little harder to scale Google the baby spend accounts i don't know what anybody would consider baby spend but like let's say under 50 60k a month yep those are the ones yep. that are eighty, twenty. google yep. Those are the one's are 80, 20, yep um yeah ash tell me about TikTok. you still spending more there <laughs> were, were was there legitimately a time where you were both spending more and getting better efficiency on TikTok than facebook Ye- ash is like well no, i told I people was, there was so <laughs> i'm just
0: kidding there was there i was i was at I was at a point where we were spending fifty okay. fifty um it did not last long, but it was there and then I think the biggest thing that I've seen is that i've I have like random periods where I can scale very quickly, yes and then I have to scale back right yeah yep. and I've always attributed to a content thing because like to to spend i think the most I've spent in a day is like nine k to spend that for like two weeks straight, you need content. Yeah. And like what I've seen is Not all of it will hit. Not everything will hit, right? So, like if I'm going and getting 10 creatives a week, and like I think there are times where all 10 will hit, those are the periods where I can like really bump up. But then like there'll be a week where like everything just doesn't work and then I have to bring it back, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think when I first talked about it, it was probably like in April, May when we did originally figure it out. So like, but that's the thing, we we were so new to the platform that when we were spending, it was driving more discovery, like first time visits, new visits than anything else to the ecosystem. So everything, everything performed well, right? Now you start to hit that, like, all right, you're going to start, you know, showing the ads to the same people, less discovery, Mm -hmm. less new visits per, you know, session, and then efficiency comes down, Right. So, yeah. we were probably like we're at seven k a day eight k a day, brought it back down to about a thousand right, and like I think June, July, we were just kind of hovering, and that is when we were like not plotting, but like we were we were getting a lot of our like ducks in a row to get enough content to support those levels of spend, right so reached out to two hundred u g c creators got two hundred videos, started testing, so like over the last month when we were testing like we had a lot to test. I was able to then spend a lot more. But now what I'm noticing is that I think for the for all of August, we spent quite a bit. Like I'd say mm-hmm. over not not like more than Facebook, but like I would say fifth like ten percent, fifteen percent of like total budget. Mm-hmm. Um like over a hundred grand for the month, right? And what I've seen is, like, this, like, rise, things, like, do really well, and then instant, like, just sharp drop, yeah. yep. because, like, the creative just fatigues, right? So, when it's, when it's like, really working, I always, like, for some reason, we're, like, all right, don't touch the account, don't do anything, don't test anything, like, it's performing. And then when it comes down to it, it's, like, wait, we really should have still been testing, because, like, as soon as these creatives die, it's done, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, right now, I, like. If you would ask me this this time last week, I was like, "Yeah, nine k a day, this and that." Like over the weekend, complete shit show, and like I'm back down to like two k because I had yeah. to cut like a lot, right? So like now it's like going back into testing and like getting more creatives, but like fatigue is real, and like that's just I, I feel like that's why it's still like I take back what I said before, which is like, <laughs> "Oh, I wish I could spend all my money on TikTok," but like I really can't because we don't have <laughs> enough resources yeah. for the amount of content that it needs.
2: And, and, okay. and, and I would say that you won't cure that with more content creation. I don't think so. My, my observation across all of our brands has been on TikTok, You're either spending the testing budget or you're scaling really hard. There's no in between. Right. So it's like, you, we have this much testing budget set aside. This is going to be, we're always going to spend this to test, 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 test. Right. Something hits, it scales really hard. Even if you keep testing, like. The, the hit rate on it is just not that high, or whatever. Like, and right. it just you know, right. sometimes you'll get another right. one in there, and you might get two weeks to scale instead of one, or something yeah. like that. But mm-hmm. like for us, TikTok, it's like you are always either spending the testing budget or scaling really hard. It's it's kind of like being an affiliate, right? Like that's how affiliates roll, because they don't need to hit volume targets or they don't need to keep overheads or anything like that. It's like we're either making money or we aren't, and if we aren't, we're just gonna spend the testing budget. You can't run an e-commerce brand that way. You need some channels right. that will provide stability, and that's why I'm kind of like I'm I'm not saying TikTok's not good because it's like I will I'll take a gravy channel all day, right? Like if it's gonna give right. me gravy when it's scaling, and you know I'm gonna test the other times, like fine, you know, as long as I'm not always testing and never scaling. Um, but it's you can't make it like a core foundational piece of your business at this point in time. In it's my opinion. Not-
0: no, yeah. uh, I, I think one thing you said was, is that like, you can, I don't think enough content is going to fix everything. And yeah. what I've noticed is that this, this is also true, but what kind of combats it is that, which is why we reach out to so many UGC creators is because I want to have like people talk about creative fatigue. I think there's also creator fatigue. Mm-hmm. So like if you're seeing, for example, like, you know, blonde white girl talking about Avi. And you're still seeing her like in five different types of videos, you know what's happening, right? Like yeah. you know what's going on. And TikTok's really bad at circling the same group of people, right? Yeah. So if you're like introducing t- this is why I think this month did really well, because we were testing a hundred different creators that like flood your feed of you're seeing everyone using Avi. It's like, oh shit, okay, there's that layer, like there that adds that effect to that, you know, the whole the whole vibe of like, oh, everyone's using it. But again, now these ten that like did really well fatigue now I got to get more and it's like it's a lot more that goes yeah. into it to really make it successful um, at scale but I, like you said, I think Facebook will always be like hey I can I can run this creative for three months and like it still does well so I think that's mm-hmm. where the the issue of the volatility comes into play so I, I do think I, I do think the platform is going to get
2: better with time I just don't think it's there right now uh, user volume is a big thing you know what i mean like it has grown like crazy but uh it still can't touch the user volume of google or facebook and that's exactly how snapchat was it would be this like boomer bus channel mm-hmm. when it was doing well um but it's be- <laughs> it's like you scale it man and it's like you, you read you've reached everyone on snapchat today you know like that's yeah like yeah, that's yeah, really I, it yeah, like yeah, you, your yeah. frequency you could go like wide open with an impressions campaign and you'd still have a three frequency once you get really scaling on there. And uh, so that's a big thing. And, and that'll be it. Like if TikTok can get that kind of penetration that Instagram and Facebook have and like have that kind of usership, then the platform will improve. If it can't, then it'll become another maybe better version of like Snapchat, Pinterest.
1: Robbie, you were going to
2: say something. I saw, your, point. Yeah, saw your little no, light I- will
1: go on there. Yeah, no, throughout the neons, I still had a light bulb. (laughs) Um, The thing that you touched on, I think is very prescient because I think this is the big headwind that Snapchat has, where a lot of people don't buy on their mobile phone. Like you just don't, especially bigger purchases. And so if you're not buying on that mobile device, it can be really challenging to understand anything outside of like it turns into basically a top of funnel awareness campaign and mm-hmm. you're not really bringing sales in unless it's under again like again that like 50 dollar purchase of like oh this is cool i'm gonna buy it on my phone bum bomb bish bash bosh i use shop pay or apple pay and i get through it um where like i'm not gonna buy or $300 of supplements or even $200 of supplements on my phone. I'll probably check it out. This is cool. Awesome. Then I go to my computer and I buy it from a web session, blah, blah, blah. And so like there just gets to be some issues where it's hard to justify the spend there. And then there's just kind of, it just, it starts to devolve in terms of asset allocation, right? Where to Ash's point, like the costs that go into running successful TikTok campaigns you start to have to factor that in where it's like, crap, like these campaigns fatigue really quickly. And so on Facebook, when you hit some stuff on Facebook, you can scale to the moon. And then when they start dying just cost cap and then test some more stuff. And then if something hits on there, it's just much more has way more legs. Like the longevity is just so much more valuable versus you hit something on TikTok to your point of like, it does feel very feast or famine. There isn't a stability and so I think that's one of the challenges TikTok has to figure out if it does want to get into. Because I loved what you said there, and that's one I the think the lifebloods of a, a fantastic D 2 C brand is: what are some stable acquisition channels that I know will be there and that I can grow uniformly. Like the exponential stuff just doesn't happen. Like you you can't grow paid media exponentially. It just does, does, paid media does not compound, content compounds, community compounds, but it won't compound forever. Like there's somebody that's never run retargeting and then you Mm -hmm. run retargeting and you'll have this nice hockey stick, but then that'll actually go to a linear distribution. Once you get to a point of like, there's just no way to compound paid media. It just doesn't happen. And so I think that's the big challenge that TikTok has is, I mean, our attribution helps to kind of see what's going on. And to your point of changing attribution models of like, okay, cool. Let's look at first click and see how much like TikTok is actually mm-hmm. driving like top of funnel. Cause I know you've commented on this Ash, when your TikTok is doing better, the whole ecosystem lifts, Facebook which goes, makes a yes, ton of yeah. sense, which everything does better, but it just starts to get to a point where the opportunity cost of like having to do all this stuff for TikTok where it's like what if i just work with micro influencers what if i just do this that and the other like can i get yep. the same amount of return or more than just dealing with the you know ebbs ebbs and flows of TikTok
2: i and so so you said i mean okay like you like you said a lot of like really true stuff there i think that um we're getting into at structured starting to work with some like really big brands you know 100 million 200 yep. million like the game is different at that level um yep. meaning meaning uh you outgrow the algorithms you know what i mean like it's just like you but you, like you just really can't put that much more into facebook unless you want to start using different uh campaign types like impression and you. that's what you end up doing you end up using like video view campaigns because you like it's impossible for you to reach anybody new running a purchase campaign um that's where things like you know, Snapchat or like these kinds of things that it's like, it does just drive a lot of top funnel awareness and like some sales, but not a lot really come into play. But to assess the effectiveness of them is, is really hard. Um, if you're not that big, because if you're that big, you can do some conversion lift studies and some incremental incre- incrementality tracking and stuff like that. And it actually has some decent statistical significance, but if you're not that big, you know, if you're trying to check the incrementality on, i don't know ten thousand dollars a month of snapchat spend like it's gonna be tough you know what i mean or ten thousand a month of, of tiktok spend it's gonna be tough and th- those channels do lift like you said they lift the equal system and you can subjectively see it but it, it's really hard to measure until you get that big And once you get that big that's when other things come into play like you know if we're going to talk about snapchat driving that top of funnel stuff like let's talk about the google display network or or like you know
1: uh Credio, native Tabula. advertising yeah, TV native advertisers,
2: programmatic. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff that has massive reach. The GDN has more reach than anything, you know? So it's like on the internet. So like, yeah, I mean, that's we're getting into a zone where most people aren't in in that conversation. And so you're absolutely right. If you're not in that zone, you're listening to this and you're like, oh, none of you guys are saying it's true. Then you might be in that zone. Um, but like, if you're not in that zone, it's pretty tough to assess the effectiveness of of those like real top of funnel channels. Um, one thing that I will shift—I'm going to shift gears and say like I have—you guys probably hear my kids screaming in the background. It's really distracting. Um, I I have uh found that some of those like YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, one of my favorite brands that I'm buying media for lately is uh my own. It's not my own brand, but I am a I'm a partial owner of it. I'm a shareholder of it. Um, and so I'm you know buying the media um and incentive alignment yeah incentive alignment look at that um (laughs) it is we run everything it's pure last click we track everything last click like a fill but but you got to be real mature right because it's like you're going to do some stuff where it's like, you know, we're running YouTube and the CAC on there is really high, but we can just see it's like it's lifting the ecosystem. We see that we're getting a lot of it. So it, it, like it's a matter of just setting different standards for different channels. So if you're doing stuff like that, something like TikTok or, or Snapchat or whatever, like you might become a little bit more of a stable, like true diversification um but it yeah it's tough but with that brand we can afford really we have like great ltvs so we can afford really high CACs, and that's like what you really need to diversify into those channels that just they're not going to be as efficient on a like a direct click any kind of direct click basis yeah i don't know if if you guys have anything to say about that or that's just like a long
0: I, i mean the one thing you said right like for example you're running youtube CAC doesn't look great, right? But your overall efficiency makes sense. Like that is where I will probably say for us right now, because we're not running YouTube yet. For TikTok, I will let things run a little bit longer, even though in platform and in triple oil, things don't look good just because I know it's helping Facebook. Um, Like for example, today, I was like looking at some of our numbers. Our CAC is under KPI goals right now, Right. But if I go and look at, like, TikTok and, like, in-platform, it, like, it looks like garbage, right? So, like, do I make a change and, like, risk, all right, like, is TikTok really bringing discovery and is Facebook performing well because of TikTok? Because I've noticed that on several occasions, or do I just let it run and just, like, all right, all things look good, blended looks great, let me just keep things going, right? So that's, like, the internal struggle that I think a lot of brands are going to have, and especially, like, agencies that are running like YouTube or even snap and like where it's hard to get that like first day conversion and like show that this is working. It's very tough. So I definitely like feel for you guys, but then on the brand end, I think all brand owners have to understand like, Hey, blended looks great. Keep it going.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And blended, like, you know, don't, don't fool yourself. Like, cause sometimes MER is misleading or whatever, but like, it is. yeah, dead on. I mean, for us, it's like this blended CAC looks really good right and and our LTV is really solid and it's very worth it to us to have a diversification away from like if our Facebook ads the Facebook shut down our ad account tomorrow and said you can never advertise again it would hurt don't get me wrong it would hurt but we would survive like we our our, our payback periods on the LTVs would get much longer we'd grow way slower uh, running YouTube and and TikTok but we would survive, right? And that's the position you really want to be in as an e commerce brand. Is why I kind of got involved with that brand is because I could see that potential. And, but like, be, you know, that I mean, that's kind of like my high level TLDR of like, it's not a media buying tip, but like if you're a brand owner, that's where you really want to be is in this position of like, I can actually handle the higher CACs, higher trackable CACs from these channels. And so I'm not really married to any one channel. Um, yeah, and that's kind of where this conversation is going is
1: channels right
0: yep that
1: was cool amazing all right boys we're pushing up against it uh time for the creepy question and then we'll wrap it up okay uh, let's do it all right what was what was last week's creepy ash yeah. oh, we didn't do it last week uh, ollie last ollie was week. out yeah we're doing double this week i forgot what was the last one <laughs> i always the gina elephant once just always just pops to mind for me it's the elephant in the room. Um okay, so I'm trying to think of what was a good I didn't do my homework, so I have to pull one out of the hat. Mm, if you could be a pro sport athlete in any sport, what would it be? What's the sports league you're going with? Ash, you'll go first and then we'll go I'm doing F one. Can oh, of course. That's Michael Schumacher is arguably one of the the best uh, drivers be... or athletes ever. Yeah. Most dominant.
0: That's yeah, I think one. that like think that, that requires like a lot of skill. Like it's, it's like life or death shit. Yeah,
1: you get concussions. <laughs> that's too. why I wouldn't do it. Yeah, you get you get mini concussions from it, and uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one though, Ash.
2: That's a good one. Yeah. So if strong, I'm looking, if I'm looking to make money. I'm going to probably be a golfer or Ah! maybe a baseball player. (laughs) But if I'm looking to do the thing I really like to do, I'm going to be an NBA player because I love basketball. And I, I, I legit play basketball four to five times a week. That's awesome
1: golf was what i was gonna go with baseball is a terrible answer because you're never home you pay like 700 games during the oh, yeah. season it's horrible <laughs> like, that, like those they make a ton. Games seasons are killers <laughs> no to be fair they make a ton of money but like nfl players per per game get compensated way more than baseball mm-hmm. players like when you amortize their salaries across you're living in a hotel room three of a year plus you got spring training if you go into yep. the playoffs it it gets pretty long in the tooth. The games aren't as intense, to be fair, right? Like, it's, uh, it's a little, well, depending on what, what position, but unless you're pitching, and even if you pitch, you don't pitch. You uh, Catching is probably so, the only so. thing that's that intense. Right, because you're, and even then, unless people are stealing a lot, it's not outside of the stance of sitting there, right? Like, it's not <laughs> this arduous thing on your arm where you're throwing lasers to second right. base all the time. Right. Um, F1, I like It's mainly baseball, just standing terrible.
2: in, like, heat you know what i mean yeah, like it's, it's like, in like you're in a bunch of layers uniforms. in the heat yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah that's fair uh baseball's a terrible answer f1's great golf is great you guys stole both of it uh i guess i'd do uh, you, i'll player,
2: go man. i'll go basketball i'll go nba you can take golf nba strong okay I, it's I pure, it's golf. pure love though it's pure love though i know i'm not going to make the most money doing that yeah
1: i think i'd play soccer though i think scoring a goal in a world cup match would probably be the one That'd of the most sick. invigorating like experiences ever that's fair yeah but winning a grand prix would be pretty cool or like a a race Uh, here's my here's my i just want to drive the cars
2: here's my thing with
1: car racing is that like
2: like if i have that big moment i want to be able to like put my arms up and like have the crowd looking at me and me looking at them i know but you're like in your car it's not like you interacting. they're interacting with the car you know what i mean like you're not out there, like yes, like looking at them and they're looking at you. You know what I'm saying? And it just doesn't feel like the same. Like I kind of I like basketball because, like, like what does D Wade do when he hits a game winner? What did D Wade do when he hit a game winner? He like goes and jumps up onto the scores table and like lets the fans like touch him. You know what I mean? Like that's fair. Like that's it's cool. It's
1: Definitely you know? the most intimate, and you don't have any like football. You have gear, soccer a little bit, but you're kind of far from the pitch to be fair. Yeah, but there's yeah. nothing it, like. Football, you're in armor, essentially, right? So it's not <laughs> yeah, that no. vulnerable or intimate. Um Sometimes they'll jump up and let them, like, grab
2: them or whatever. But, like,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you're still in padding and so. stuff. All right. Yeah. So what we got? We got an F1 driver, NBA player, and golf slash soccer player. That's not bad. We'll, we'll yeah, make it work. Cool.
2: If you're golf and soccer, then you're really making money.
1: Yeah, it's MJ <laughs> status, right? Let's go, kids. Let's go. Um John, thank you so much, dude. I love your thoughtful, eloquent answers. Let the people know how they can follow you, how they can get more involved. Is structure Taking Clients? This time's yours, my friend.
2: Yeah, structure's Taking Clients. So Structured.Agency. Um, if you want to work with me, work with us. If you go to Structured.Agency, book a call, then you will talk to me at this point in time. Um, if you want to follow my podcast, it is Modern Commerce. You can search it on YouTube or maybe Robbo will link it Super up if you're part. on a linkable place uh i also i'm glad you asked a sports question because i just launched a sports podcast um called triple cross uh we do sports debates we argue about sports things so it's a good time um Mm -hmm. if you're into that and then if you want to follow me on twitter it's at john jh coil pretty simple um that's probably where i'm most active in terms of socials you could connect with me on linkedin but like we're not going to talk so that's how you can follow me
1: amazing You're, you've been dropping some some awesome. hot takes on twitter as well i like it i'm
2: a i'm a big it's fan of seeing if i can
1: just stir up the pot on the bird app honestly that's oh, kind of yeah. what i'm you've been about. you've yeah. been you've been doing good work there good work <laughs> ash if people see a vitamin shop what do they need to do if you are by a vitamin shop please 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 go in find
0: some avi Move it up a shelf. No, I'm just kidding. Uh take a picture, send it to <laughs> yeah. me on Twitter and uh tag me. Uh yeah, that's it. And then um, you know, I'm on mentor pass if you need help with anything paid. Um follow me on the bird at Ashvin Malwani. And um, yeah, that's
1: it for me. Amazing. Are you on mentor pass yet, John?
2: I am, yeah. I guess you could find me Amazing. there too. Mentor pass.
1: Yeah, yep. buy some of John's time. Shout out Kenny for having an amazing platform. Uh, that's it for us, folks. Another one in the books. What do we got? We got Whale Mail every Tuesday, Thursday. You can subscribe there. It's our amazing newsletter. Subscribe at com slash whale mail. Um, we're on the bird app at Triple Whale. What else we got? We got some really cool events coming up. We have a pickleball tournament. You guys should sign up. You should come out. Uh, we'll drop a link for that, the Beluga Bash. We're doing a creative event. It's uh, another one in the books. Ash, always a pleasure. John, thank you for taking the time. And then uh, go follow these wonderful humans on the Bird app. If you're not, um, send Ash his picture of Avi. And then buy some of those Fruity Pebble. What is it? The Fruity Pebble protein bars or whatever? Dude, I'm addicted to that. Oh, the Fruity cereal. Oh, Oh, we have a... Oh, I think by the time this
0: comes out... Yeah, the the time this comes out, we just launched a new flavor. Oh, man, those are so good.
1: Oh, Those are so amazing. Fire. They're amazing. Um. Awesome, folks. Thanks so much for the time. If you do enjoy this podcast, definitely tell your friends, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel or any podcast listener of your choice. And we'll see everyone on the flip. Thanks again, guys.